All right. Welcome back to Office Hours, everybody. It's good to see you, if I could see you, if we could see you. Uh, my name is David Patino. And I'm Ashton Staniszewski. And we're two guys who like to get on the mic and chat about all the stuff that nobody else wants to chat about. Um, it's Office Hours. It's the official podcast of... I just got back from vacation, and I'm pretty sure I worked the entire time I was there. Podcast Network. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's typical of the creative life. That creative life. Yeah, Hashtag. it was. You know, I it was good. Like I, I, it was a real vacation. I went on to the beach and stuff. But then I did a shoot the first day I was there, like a proper paid shoot. Because I, I thought, the, why not use the saw, beach house for this? I was gonna say I saw the BTS on that. You were, uh, you were, you had the pro photos out and everything. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was doing a video for Tamron about uh, one of Tamron's new lenses that uh, has come out, the thirty-five millimeter. The video's not out yet; it'll be out in a couple weeks. But I could have done it in the studio, or I could have done it down the street. But I was going to be on vacation. I thought, well, let's do some beach portraits. So we did That's that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, well, and I've actually been pretty impressed with the level of stuff they've been putting out recently. I mean, yeah, man. They, it's funny because, like, I remember years and years ago, like Tamron was, you know, the ugly duckling of the lens world. Right? No one would even like give them a a glance, and now they're making like really high end stuff. Yeah, I mean, everybody's you know everybody's all over Sigma stuff because Sigma stuff is great. Um, but yeah, uh, Tamron's got a couple of a couple of really nice contenders. I remember a couple of years ago, I had that ninety millimeter macro that they put out, and it was like, oh, okay, this is a legitimate ninety millimeter macro that rivals my Canon hundred and costs a fraction. <laughs> There's something to be said about. I, I'm not going down a rabbit hole, but I love <laughs> shooting like that eighty five plus focal length. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I there is. I love the one thirty five. Yeah. look but hand holding 135 is a, is a bear yeah um unless you're like the sony people which have you have the, the ibis right but yeah i mean like <laughs> I, I i don't i love that look just never want to hold it because i'll never get it still and it kind of kills the whole thing yeah it's tough but that that 90 hundred area you can kind of get away with it yeah, sometimes you get away with it yeah 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 absolutely yeah. but uh yeah tamron i mean good stuff uh definitely definitely churning out some some fun lenses by the way on that note whatever happened to tokina are they still around <laughs> they gotta be around right <laughs> right wasn't it like sigma tokina and tamron those were the three third parties it's funny what where where will the rokinons be or Rokinon, Samyang, and whatever there's, yeah. there's just one more brand but like where where will they be in another 10 years <laughs> <laughs> Will we be having a similar conversation about it then? Be like, oh man, have you seen that new Rokinon lens? Right? Who knows, man? Who knows? It's a wild world out there. I don't know. It's all good stuff. Just make nice pictures with it. That's right. Yeah. Be the. It's about the creative behind the camera, not the not the camera itself. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> what have you been working on? Anything fun? Last two um, weeks? You know, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a little crazy. I mean, I think it's been like as we get into Q three, Q four for me or coming out of Q3, going into Q4, it's like most of my clients start to realize, hey, we have budget we haven't spent. So mm-hmm. like, what can we what can we do? What can we activate, you know? So, uh, you know, lots of calls and maybes and some yeses, which are, I'm always thankful for. So yeah. thank you, clients. You're wonderful. And um, 
I don't know. It's it's Techtober for me. Like I love I'm I'm a nerd out and I love all the gear stuff coming out. Yeah, man. So like I love to kind of get into the weeds about reading that stuff. So did you sell I, your uh, Fuji system now that you own an iPhone 11? <laughs> right. It's actually I'm about to throw it on the on, on the flea bay. So by all means, if you want a gently used Fuji kit, by all means. No, I'm kidding. But the new the new phone I got that new new because I'm stupid. The 11 Pro. The 11 Pro Max. I like the big phone. What? Um, I love the big phone. All right. Only, the, the selling point for me is the battery. I will tell you, this battery thing is no joke. Really? Like, this, this thing is legit. Like, it lasts forever. Days. I wouldn't go days. Day. But, like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good. I get, like, and I think I've heard um, the tech people, they talk about screen on time is the metric for measurement now. But, like, I get, like, 10 to 12 hours of screen on time. Whoa. And I, like, that's a lot. And yeah. I still have battery at the end of the day, like 30, like adequate battery to like, if I was a, you know, a youngin and like to go out into the night and not go to bed till the early morning, then yeah. I think I'd still be okay. Yeah. It's, it's wild. The battery is fantastic. The phone is exactly how your last phone is or whatever current phone you have now. The cameras are fantastic. Wide is like, it's fun, not super sharp, but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the normal camera is fantastic like i was on a shoot for a large uh german auto manufacturer and um i pulled out my phone to you know shoot a couple little ditties here and there and very surprised with the output i mean um i don't think it'll hold up on a you know 20 by 20 print but Mm -hmm. i think for the phone screen um you know and for maybe some small prints probably like five by seven eight by ten tops like really there's some pretty nice stuff i i think it'll hold up I, I'm, I'm gonna print a couple just That's to see cool. i think if you run them at a, a good size like a smaller size i think yeah. they'll really stand up and um i don't know it's 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 mad science man like that's cool you're able to pull off some really nice stuff without having to really think about it so i don't want to go into great detail about yeah, it but yeah, i've yeah, looked yeah. at a bunch of your instagram stuff and it looks nice there's a lot of uh latitude shall we say i just think that they're fun it's a fun toy yeah. uh it's not going to replace your actual camera if you want like real things that are gonna you know if they're for actual money for clients and you should use your big camera um but for the snapshot i think that like it's it's the modern day polaroid right yeah. like it it's the camera that you'll have with you all the time and um it's fun to use which means you won't hate using it and um i, I think that's a win so uh, i don't know i mean if you're I don't upgrade though. If you have like a a recent phone in the past like year or two, it's it's not that much better. Not like hmm. go spend all your money now better. Um but if you have an older one and you've been it's eyeing time. an upgrade. Yeah, that might be this might be the one. Right on. Yeah. I'm jealous. I have yeah, two I have two more months before I can upgrade. Well, there you go. I don't want to pay the the lump fee to get out of it. So you heard it here first, everybody. In two months, you can buy a gently used phase one system <laughs> from David Patino. It's not gently used. That's the only problem. <laughs> it's got that It's got that uh, phase one warranty. It's, it's pretty much like, that's whatever. Yeah. It's, that's ironclad. It's got like four, just under four years left on the warranty. It's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's plenty. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's been, that's it. I'm in Techtober. It's fall season. So um, all the, all the pumpkin spice things and, uh. Yeah. It's full on fall. Oh man. Where I am at least. Are you still in like the eighties in Atlanta or uh we actually just had our first dip into like the seventies, like holy cow, 
bust out the light sweater weather and i think everyone's gone full tilt into it i think here everyone's been craving it so yeah the second we had one day of it like you see all the hoodies come out and everyone's like jumping for joy so it's a- <laughs> hopefully it sticks around amazing yeah uh well so um let's chat let's get into it i've got I've got stuff I want to talk about. Hit me with it, David Gino. I've been working a bit, which is always good. and Better than not working. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. as always, it's, you know, there's not enough budget and there's not enough time and there's too many pictures to take. And I'm not going to get into all that because that's just what we do for a living. But I did have this moment the other day after a shoot where I was like, God, that was really, I felt so rushed the entire time and I felt like I wasn't making what i could which of course is just you know what we do um and then on the car ride back i read this quick little article because i subscribe to a photo editor.com rob haggard mm-hmm. and he sends mm-hmm. out all sorts of emails and whatnot and some of them are really really great but he sent out this email as an interview uh with forrest woodward is the name of the photographer um you should definitely go check him out he's done a lot of cool stuff but there's this question in the middle of the article it says how do you deal with the hurry and his answer is sublime it's beautiful i'm going to read it to you and then we're going to dive into this yes the answer is i try not to i try to create and cultivate situations and scenarios where hurry is the furthest thing from anyone's mind as humans we're very perceptive to other other people's energy and that sense of hurry or busyness comes through in imagery i think i used to be a lot more frantic about getting the shot Nowadays, I see a lot of shots, and I know I can get them all, and that chasing each shot often makes it so I don't get any of them. I think patience is an underrated skill, and like any skill, it takes practice. If I'm feeling hurried, I know my subject is probably feeling that too, so I stop, try to step back, and reset. And that's his answer. I love when I'm like going through things in my life, and I think like, God, how do people deal with this shit? And then I pick up a magazine or something, I read an article and the question is in there posed to somebody else and they've answered it. And I'm like, I just feel like, oh, it's not just me on my own (laughs) dealing with absurdity or maybe I'm just not handling this right. Maybe nobody else feels like they're being hurried. But the fact of the matter is that it's out there. It's happening to everybody. And I just loved his answer about the most important thing is that if if someone's hurrying me, then whoever's in front of my camera is probably aware of that and it's making them even more uncomfortable than they should be. That's what I want to talk about today. I I agree with all that. I mean, I I was waiting for you to be like, I don't ever get hurried on shoot. I don't ever get hurried. No, I'm, I have all the time in the world to do, to make my art and, and be the artist. No, I, I agree. I think that we've all been on a set where you're, you know, you're an hour behind and there is a there the the level or the stress in the room is palpable. You can kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. And I th- I very much think that like you know talent and and especially the on camera like on camera talent can feel that. Sure. And that makes their job, I think, infinitely more difficult if they have to try to, you know, work through everyone's frustration and anxiety. And so, and and if we're trying to do that on top of a compressed time schedule, like that it, it's all compounded right like all that stuff yeah. just gets you it's like when you when you can't build momentum or positive momentum and it just seems to be going the other way it's like it can really screw with you in a not so good way so yeah i definitely think that there is there's a lot of truth in what 
what that uh, there's a lot of truth in those statements you know it's um it's and you know i think we i find myself in those situations trying to to say okay like you're you're rushing right now you need to pump the brakes you need to take take the pace down a little bit and just think through what you're doing so you can better work and make your your pictures um yeah and i i don't know i think the the people that i admire and aspire to be like those are the folks that are they run really fun sets you know it's like i've had the opportunity to be on sets with really talented photographers and really talented directors and dps and other things like that where you know they have um the ability to kind of control the tempo in a room and mm-hmm. they 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 have a uh, a very good way of not letting it get ahead of them and you can feel that in a room it makes everybody's job so much easier when like you're there for a thing and you're under a deadline and you have to go come away with you know the shot list right so there yeah. is there is a sense of urgency and there is a sense of pressure deadline pressure but as as a person on that set and doing what you have to do you 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 know you don't feel it and that ultimately helps you do your job with clear a clear mind yeah. um so yeah i feel like sometimes you're the there's always somebody else in charge right always in life <laughs> um and a lot of the time i find myself being the go between right I, there's there's someone standing in front of me who i'm being paid to make a picture of and there's someone standing behind me that's paying me to make that picture and i have to translate from the one behind me to the one in front of me and and get it all to work somehow right and it sounds way more complicated when i say it like that because it all happens happens in a fraction of a second and it's all surrounded by uh you know a smile and some sweaty laughter and you know it's going to get done regardless at this point in life like i know that I know that it's going to get done. Um, But the idea that, you know, whoever's in front is picking up on the rest of the room, I think people forget about that a lot. I think that, you know, when someone says they're not smiling, like everybody can hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When someone says, uh, I I don't like the way she's sitting, right? Like, okay, well, she can hear that. So, you know, remember that, and, and, and let's go back real quick. I'm talking about people who are not professional models either. I'm talking about not talent. I'm talking about like real people that are, are you know, getting their photo taken or video taken of them. And, and they're even more un- uncomfortable than talent would be because talent does this for a living. They're, you know, they know what they're doing. I think that for me and my experience, you know, I've, when I've had really great working relationships where I've able to, when I'm able to kind of help or better cultivate the set environment. Um, I think what I've done in the past is establish even before the shoot gets started, like on day of production, when we're doing like, we're doing last minute touches for lights or if we're doing full setup, if we're like setting up on the day of whatever, I mean, there's that moment before the talent gets there before your subject gets there. Um, you know, where I'll just kind of, I'll kind of circle the wagons and say, hey, everybody, you know, like, you know, if I haven't worked with some of the people, be like, I'll introduce myself, say, hi, I'm Ash, and I'll be the photographer today. Um, you know, obviously, I love to run a really comfortable set. And if you have any input, and I'll kind of be talking to the people that the client and or art directors, you know, if you have any input, um, 
you know, generally I have a setup here for you to see what's going on on my monitor, the capture monitor. Just give it a second. I'm usually going to see what you're seeing. Like, you know, I'm, my, I'm supposed to have eyes on these things too. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. do have some, if you do have some constructive feedback, please feed it to me quietly. And then I can work with the, with the subject and we can, you know, work through what your input is. Because I think that, you know, having that kind of flow of information, it's, you know, something like a whisper to my ear so I can say, okay, this isn't working. Let's adjust this. Let's adjust how we're sitting. Let's adjust how we're, we're going to look. Um, that's a little bit easier for the subject to kind of think through and work through than I don't like that smile or, you know, she's not sitting right. great or he looks slouchy. It's like, okay you know, it, it's a negative vibe and it kind of pulls everybody down. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it helps kind of control it. The set becomes a little bit more collaborative and, and, and I think that that's, that's powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I like the idea of, I, I, I'm not very good at that. What you just said that you do. I'm not very good about walking in and saying like, Hey, everybody, this is how we're going to run today, for lack of better words, right? Um, I often feel like I'm a hired gun on set. I often feel that way. And so I don't often take all of the charge, maybe that I should, to say like, hey, everybody, this is how today's going to go. This is how fast this camera fires. This is how fast this guy works. And so this is how we're going to play it out, you know? And, um, and I am... Uh, a very nervous person I think in general and so the second it starts with like hey we're not getting it you gotta go better you, know, you gotta go faster you gotta get you gotta get better you gotta get you know like I start to like Ugh! I take it in I take it in as like I'm not doing my job when really this is just how this job works like it takes time to coerce a look and a feel and a whatever out of somebody and and I, yeah I might have to take like 30 bad shots to get a really great shot and that doesn't mean that I'm not doing my job. I actually am doing my job at that point. I'm working through it and I'm figuring it out and we're, we're getting there. You know, not every shot is a keeper. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about anymore because every shot that shows up on the computer shows up on the back of the camera. They think, well, that should be a, a usable shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, the matter is it's not, you know, it's not. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I say, it and I don't, I don't mean to paint a picture like I roll and it's like, hey, everybody, this is how it's going to work today. You're going to all, like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's it's a little bit. Yeah, I didn't a, mean to put you that, that light. <laughs> it, it, it's a collaborative effort and it's a fun effort. And I like to think that like on a set, you know, it's, we're all there to do, we're all there to make something. And, you know, realistically, that's not a, that shouldn't be a super stressful thing, right? Because, no. you know, no one's going to die at the end of this. Um, you know, no one's going to die if we don't, if we don't, nail it on the first go, you know? So right. I think kind of lowering the threshold, you know, for, for, for pain on that, I guess, for anything is, is just kind of where I try to keep my mindset. It's like, and I, and I, when I communicate it out to the folks on the set, it's like, look, you know, I, I love, I love getting everybody's feedback. Um, just by all means, like, as you get it, as you see it, let me know. And I'll, I'll start funneling through the changes and the corrections and we'll get through and we'll get everything that you need. And I think, mm-hmm you know, almost opening the door to being, being a collaborative effort, right? Like instead mm-hmm. of, you know, it, instead of saying like, it's only going to run the way I want it to run. It's like, no, no, no. I want to hear sure. everything you say. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what you don't like, but by all means, I think this is the best way. Cause like I have a direct connection, like 
I don't know, I think when we pick up the camera and we start working with a subject, half of our job is is building rapport with the subject. It's breaking down that wall and, and getting that person to be comfortable in front of the camera, you know? And it's something yeah. that, you know, we practice and sometimes we're really, really good at it. Some days we're off, but like, that's our role. Our role is to to extract that feeling or emotion. And so I think when you're working with a, with a person or a subject in that way, like if you can lessen the noise and kind of increase the signal, then that really yeah. helps you drill down and, and honestly be more efficient, you know? Because I, I still think yeah. that like, I think people that jump in front of the camera, whether they're paid professional talent or if they're just people, right? Like if they're just, you know, not, totally. not professional talent, like that's the hardest thing. And that's the hardest thing to do on a set is to like translate all the things that people say or photographer says, or, you know, like the weird hand gestures we make for tweaks, like they have mm-hmm. to turn that into a look. And yeah. so, you know, all they can do is do what you ask them to do to the best of their ability. And so I think there's a little bit of grace you kind of have to give them on that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that goes even more so for people past you behind the camera, right? Like for, yeah. you know, clients and art directors. Because I think, you know, and you put made a good point with this being mostly not professional talent, but just people. I think a lot of yeah. campaigns are going for that more authentic look nowadays, you know, where they want to, you want to see real people and how, you know, how whatever thing affects them or has a, a connection to them. And so I think it's even more important now than ever that we're able to like, A, build a, re- like I have to build a relationship in like 20 minutes. That's kind of the way I look at yeah. it. Yeah. And so it's like in 20 minutes, I have to get someone to be very, very comfortable and conversational with me as if they've known me for years. And right. That gets a lot harder to do when there is a lot of other people talking at the party, right? Like, I can't get to know you if there's totally. like 15 other people talking at you at the same time. And so, I think when I go into these situations, you know, it's like, I love a collaborative set. I love everyone to bring their best abilities and their talents and their eyes on things so we can all make something great. But I also yeah. think that, to your point, that that's how you get into the rush, right? Right. It's That's how things get away from you. Time slips away oh no, we need to slip in another shot, you know, and, and that pressure can compound and, and it turns into a complete like 180 in terms of momentum, right? Like that can, it's like when you know, when you have a bad day and like everything that happens to you after that one bad thing is a bad thing. And so before like, you're like, ah, I got all the red lights and then, ah, I spilled coffee on myself and then, ah, you dropped my phone when I got out of the car. And then it's like one thing after another that's a very real thing that happens on, on a set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, now we're, it's hard to bounce back from. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to bounce back from, you know, and it's yeah. not just for the photographer, but for, but for the, you know, the, the hair and makeup team, the stylists, the, the talent, the subject. I mean, even like, even the, the, the creative team, like the art director and the client, like that's hard to kind of shake off. Cause it, like at that point, yeah. it's not like at the end of the day, you'd be like, oh, well we got everything we needed, but this morning was tough. You right. know, and so like even then, even in a, in a success, there's still going to be that like little bump, right? Um, sure. So you know, and, and there's a certain level of uh, I'll even go one step further from a from a technical standpoint. There is a certain level of I know what my gear is capable of, and I know what I can do after the fact comfortably. So I know what I can rush and what I can't rush, and I can fix later if I have to. Um. But again, when someone who doesn't understand that is sitting by the computer going like, I can't see all the clouds. 
I'm going like, they're there. I know I can pull them. Like, they're there. I don't have enough time to like relight half of this, right? To ma- to balance everything. So like, I know that I can pull highlights. I can do it. It's fine, right? But now that person who yelled across the room has alerted everybody else that something's not right. I, I think it's like... I don't know. Some like one of one of the best brand managers I've ever worked with. We worked together for gosh years and years, and it got to the point where we were whenever we would do a, a shoot together, we would be like on the same wavelength. Like I would have I'd have like capture set with um, like the iPad, and I would have you mm-hmm. know her sitting on a sofa like you know ten feet away or twenty feet away, whatever from the from the seamless. Um, and as I'm shooting, it'd be like you know the previews come up and they're a little bit slower. And Always. it got to the point where like we were on the same way that she'd be like, Ashton, I go, yep, got it already on it. And then like next click would come through. She'd be like, cool, looks good. Like it's one of those where like, I think it's a working relationship thing. Cause I think the first couple shoots mm-hmm. we did, it was like, I need to make sure you're not guffing this up, you know? Yeah. Um, and then as we shot more and more together, it was like, okay, he is looking out for, for our brand. He is looking out for the, the little things that I know as a brand manager, I need to look out for. Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of establishing that like working trust, right? Yeah. It's funny. You just said, you know, I'm looking out for you. And I think that that, that nobody wants to be the the guy or girl on set that goes like, ah, we, you know, if we add another shot, it's going to, you know, you don't want to be the guy who's like downplaying everything and being like, well, that's going to kind of push us back a bit. And you don't want to say no to anything that comes out. Right. Like I think as, as working stiffs that we are we try to be as accommodating as possible because the more accommodating we are chances are the more work we get people will like us more we can do more but it's also our job to kind of lay down this is what we can do in a in a given period of time right without being like holy shit you know we haven't even stopped for lunch and it's 9 p.m now um at what point do you when you get that shot list say hey everybody just so you know, like, this is great. Um, we can probably get half of this done. I mean... And how I, do you present that without sounding like you don't want to do that much work? I, I would love to... I'd love for it to always happen before we ever get to shoot day. But, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, and there have been a lot of times where I'm like, hey, you know, you do realize that this is 43 deep and we've only got eight hours in the production day or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, like, sometimes the conversation happens well in advance, and that's great, and we're able to kind of, you know, oh, it's a two-day thing, or no, we only want these these 20 as opposed to the 40, or whatever it might be. Um, and, and some days, it's it happens in the middle of it, and you're just kind of like, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have a perfect answer for that, because I think, you know, like you said, we're all, we're all you know, we all like to be, we're in client services, right? Like, Number one, we're in client mm-hmm. services. Our job is to say, to to br- bring solutions to problems. And, um, you know, when a client goes up, we need to sneak in two more shots. <sighs> you know, okay, yeah, I, let me see what I can do. You know, I think that's that's kind of the first answer is like, yeah, well, let me just see what we can do. Or, oh, you know what, maybe we can structure that at the end of the day. Or, you know, depending on how high priority it is. Um, like, yeah. I've had moments where, like, the shot list will... Like, oh, we forgot about an entire thing that we need to cover. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> is this like, is this mission critical? Is this prior, like, do you need this for the campaign to, or for whatever you're rolling out to, to survive? And if yeah. the answer is yes, then like, okay, we're going to deprioritize something else then. Because yeah. at the, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we need to be able to, 
go home out of reason like you know and some it's like okay if you want to stay if you want to continue to do this like i can ask my crew and we can do overtime and we can see what's possible but re- right. reasonably like you know something's got to fall off the list and i think when you're able to kind of position it that way i think i think most most times there's a there's a reasoning like okay that makes that's a practical solution absolutely let's deprioritize these three things that we know we weren't going to really like we weren't in love with they right. were just ideas on the list of like those would be cool maybe to see but they're not mission critical um see i always i always wonder like if it's so mission critical why wasn't it on the list originally and my feeling is often like you don't need this shot i get asked to do a lot of shots where i'm like you're never going to use this you're literally sucking resources and time out of today and i know that it's never going to get there because it wasn't in the initial plan and we've planned for a month now there's no way that like at the last minute on set somebody was like oh man we forgot to get the you know the wide shot it I doesn't mean, happen. Yes, I, I don't disagree. But then I also think that there are certain instances, at least in my experience, where like that one shot that was, you know, not immediately necessary ends up being the one that's the winner, right? Like, I'm not saying that things don't come up on set that are cool. No, no, no. Right? But I mean, like, like you might you might get on location all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we could do a shot over here. That'd be cool, and maybe that's the shot that works. But like when it comes down to like. Oh man, we totally forgot. Like nobody ever forgets to throw in the most important shot. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, right? Like knock on wood. No, I don't know. I feel like that. I, I think there's probably been, think back to 10 years of doing this. Like there's probably been at least one, there's got to be at least one instance where our, you know, like that was the thing. Like, oh no, we forgot this. Let's just <laughs> do it and we'll figure it out. And then we do it. And it's like, that was the one. I'm glad we got, it. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I think, I think it's just being able to balance. You know, it's like the client services with a heaping portion of reality. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. hey, this is there are so many hours in the day, and there are so many things at play. Like, I'm happy to try to work something in so long as we drop something else off, or you right. know, like we'll spend less time on one of these things so we can try to squeeze in the other thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all about trying. I, I, I don't ever want to be the guy that did, wasn't willing to like try. Um, right. And so, right. You can't shut it down. Right. And uh, I mean, like, or you try not to shut it down. <laughs> you try not to shut it down unless it's like, unless it's completely like technically, like from a technical standpoint, not feasible, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, it's pitch black and we need you to shoot daylight. It's like, all right, well, like I can't do that. I can't. Right. I don't have enough, there's not enough strobes in the world to make this work. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, aside from something like that, or... I was I actually, uh, side note, I was actually at a wedding the other day, and the bride was, I think, about an hour late, maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> there was definitely a massive lateness issue. Uh, and the photographer, when it came time afterwards and everything was squashed and he didn't have enough time, he literally was just like, Hey, how about we just do like one big group shot of everybody instead of doing the 30 individual or not yeah, individuals, but the 30 smaller groups mm-hmm. and everybody went like, okay, yeah, yeah, that works. And I just remember thinking to myself like, what you, did you really just offer that as a solution? And I was a kind of appalled at first. And then I was like, no way. Good for him. Like yeah, he, he did it. the best that he could. 
in the yeah. time that he had. And he made a beautiful photo of 30 people. I mean, like I saw it. It was really nicely done. You know, like, do they have all the little individual groupings? No, but they weren't able to. And in order to keep the rest of the day in line, he offered up the solution and he sold it to him. You're right. He sold it to him by saying like, hey, we'll do this. It'll be a really beautiful picture of everybody. And I was like, what turned from, you know, kind of being appalled, like, oh my God, you're not even going to try. I was like, what a smart guy. <laughs> I, I, I want to be more like that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, gosh, that's like, that's problem solving on like pro level, right? Like that's, all, that's mm -hmm. achievement unlocked, you know? Um, that's saying, okay, here's the hand that we're dealt and like, here's what I'm going to play. And I think this is going to work just well. Yeah. You know, work just as well. He avoided the hurry. He literally yeah. avoided the hurry by, you know, producing a different solution that, everybody went with it was now, totally cool I, I think you have to kind of read the room a little bit on situations like that right like totally <laughs> like that would not work with every client because every client is different and you know the demands of which are different and the job is different so i think like mm -hmm. i think as much as you have to be a problem solver and and you know a customer's customer service oriented person there's also like a you have to have a high EQ, right? You got to be able to read the room and kind of feel out where people are at the time. Cause I think like, you know, to, to, to kind of run it back around to a whole idea, whole idea of slowing down and, uh, you know, stopping or putting a, a, a kibosh on the hurry. It's, mm -hmm. you got to be able to see where people's stress points are. And, and once you identify them kind of deescalate, right? Like, right. You know, it's, it's kind of understanding that, okay, so this, this like everyone is like you know if someone is anxious about the shot not getting done because it's very important then like okay then we're going to prioritize this and i will deprioritize something else right or i will go into a rolling lunch where we'll you know like i'll dismiss some of my team to go have lunch while i continue to shoot or something of that nature you'll you'll mm -hmm. you kind of you it's jazz right like you kind of just yeah okay i see what you're putting down let me let me try to riff off that yeah um so i, I don't i think I think everybody on a set has like they're hot. They're, they're generally all high IQ people or sorry, high EQ people, right? Like your emotional mm -hmm. intelligence is generally pretty up there, right? Like you're able to kind of right. read people a little bit better and, and relate to them a little bit better and, and try to understand a little bit better. I think there's a little more empathy, um, which I think goes a long way at kind of deescalating and, and, avoiding the hurry because mm -hmm. like you know you get a bunch of super 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 task-oriented people in a room that are you know hardliners type a types you know like that's a stressful room to be in yeah let me ask you this when not only is there the rush to get shit done but all of a sudden that that added on shot doesn't really coincide with the gear that you have right and uh a couple months ago I was tasked with hey just real quick just get this sh last shot and in my mind i'm going like i can't i know that i can't but the client's just thinking like it's a camera like everybody else's camera and all they hear about is like how everything works in low light you don't need you know everything focuses iaf automatically and ibis and blah 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 right and i was like fuck i cannot there's no way i cannot make this shot happen so we end up hacking it in some sort of weird way and splitting differences and lots of post-production. And those four minutes of me trying to get my shit together was anxiety-ridden. 
I've been thrown this curveball that I can't, I know I can't physically do, but I'm going to try to do it anyway. I'm going to produce a subpar product and deliver it. That's how I felt. How do you get by on that? I'd probably go venture to say that the the product that you delivered wasn't subpar. I think that no, it was fine. They used it and it was great. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, mean, I get that. The I get number, it. It's just it's, it goes back to that thing like no client will ever tell you that you have noise in your images. Yeah, I mean, number one, I think that you, being the person that's making you know you're making the widget, so like you're going to be your toughest critic, and that's 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 a given. So that's number mm-hmm. one. Lighten up on yourself. You do good work. <laughs> number two, I I mean I think. I think, I don't know, I think clients, I think people on set, I think when that kind of situation happens, I think that there is an element of, you know, like, I think they're reasonable. I think that there's like, oh, he's he's hustling to make this work. Like, cool, this is going to be great. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the other part of it is just being a problem solver, right? Like, right. Um, you know, I was on this automotive shoot earlier this week and, or last week, and got to the very end of the day and it was like there was one shot that they had been planning for all day and they wanted to get this like dusk looking thing and they wanted the car to look you know awesome we were going to strobe it but we got to the end of the day and it was pitch black outside and it's like there's there's not enough light up here to pick up and like strobing it would look awful it just wouldn't look good and and the solution that that came out of the whole thing was we did a, a light painting. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. had, a, had a hot light and we did a long exposure and we put it together and, and it looks really good. And I think, it, I think the, the way that it was sold was a pivot, right? It's like, okay, so the shot we initially imagined as initially concepted is just not going to happen because of the conditions that we're in. But what we yeah. can do is we can do this. And I think this will look just as good, but you have to kind of use it in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to the, to the creative team's credit, they were, they were like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. You know, it's right. like they were they were able to be flexible with the concept, knowing that like the result is going to be great. Um, right. You like, sold them on it. Yeah, and it goes I, back to that. You know, and and you know, like I think it's one of those where, as as problem solvers, like that's kind of it's every photographers or DPs or directors like task is right. It's like you're gonna have to tell a story or solve this issue or whatever it is. Like, go and. Mm-hmm. And I think how you deal with that, that's what makes you a professional, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was, it was Dan, it was Dan Almasy that was saying this out loud to me. And like, it just kind of like, was like, boom, my head exploded. <laughs> but he was like, you know, what makes you a professional is that you can guarantee a result. Right. Right. It's like, it's not that you collect a paycheck or that you have a phase one or that, you know, all that stuff. It's like, you can guarantee a result when someone commissions you for a job. So in that in, mm-hmm. in that moment, hey, get this shot, and you in the back of your mind thinking like this is technically not feasible. This is going to be a going to be a dumpster fire of an effort here. Right. But you kind of rolled up your sleeves and you did it, and and yeah. and the effort comes through, and the work you did is actually way better than you'll ever give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you delivered a a great result and i think that's right. that's the magic right yeah totally the the feeling that i i'm being very transparent throughout this entire conversation because i know a lot of people that have these feelings as well on set when you're like oh my god the world is crashing down and there's a lot of sweat 
in my butt crack area right now. It's a lot, right? Swampy. And yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold it together as best as I can, and not sit down because I don't want anybody to know that I'm you know I'm I'm fearful inside right now. But at the same time, like I know I'm gonna get through this. I know I'm gonna produce a really nice shot. It might take a little bit of extra work here or there, um, but I'm gonna do it. So just you know, t- it goes back to that like you need to just take a deep breath and stop for a second. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, yeah, things are moving really, really fast all the time, but you can stop for a second and think. Absolutely. That's okay to do that. You don't have to be, you don't have to have all the answers immediately. You know, you could say for a second, just give me a second. I'm going to look over here and, you know, ponder what the fuck I'm going to do. And, and chances are, if you're good at what you do, you'll, you'll make it work. Like you said, you know, you got to the end of the day and there was no light left. What are you going to do? That's beyond your control. I know a lot of photographers that would think though, like, oh man, I didn't schedule myself appropriately. And so then they start to like internalize all that shit. And then they're like, oh, they're not going to get this shot because I took too long doing that other shot. And, you know, they start to break down and then they're not able to come up with a better solution. So, you, you know, part of, part of being that, that person on set is to, you know, know when to chill the F out and bring everybody else down. I think you're entirely right in that. I mean, I've I know I've been in that situation before where the the problem seems insurmountable, right? Like it feels like the deck mm-hmm. is stacked against you. And you know, I think in my mind, I go into or in my experience, or when I think back to it, I go back and I kind of just try to simplify, right? Mm-hmm. It's like break apart the problem into much like into many smaller problems. Right. You know, and and so like it's that moment where like I go, okay, well, give me a second, let me go grab something from my kit bag and I'll like walk over to my kit. And it's like it's it's not so much that I need something out of the bag that it's that I just need like a second to process what's in front mm-hmm. of me and what's happening. And and I think, you know, to what you said, like it, it's when the cogs start to turn and you start to think about, okay, how can I do this? What what solution can I put together or cobble together to make this work? Um, and then from there, it's like, okay, this is when I think it gets a little more collaborative. Okay, well, what if we tried this? I think here's what I hear you saying. That sounds like a great idea. What if we tried to adapt it this way for time or for technical, whatever, whatever that consideration might be. Right. And you start to kind of go into the cell um, and and then you open it up for input. Like, what do you think about that? Any thoughts? And then they'll say, okay, well, what if we try? And then that's when it gets a little, like, okay, at that point, you have multiple people throwing in variables that can kind of help you solve the problem. Because mm-hmm. at this point, now you're not solving it all by yourself. You're solving it a little bit by committee. And ultimately, right. like, you can take these variables that people are throwing in and go, all right, I hear all these things. These are all great. How about we do it this way? And then you yeah. kind of, you, you, you hammer it into a, a, an actual solution. Um, yeah, I mean, something solid that something solid. everybody likes. Yeah, and I, I think, and and I think when I've done it that way, um, that's generally when I think I've found success in getting a solution that when it pops onto the monitor, people are like, "Oh, yes, okay, I like where we're going here. Let's try a little bit more." You know, and you kind of you you hone it into where it needs to be, um, or right. you, or muscle it in, however you want to. Right. <laughs> um, and and I think the other part of it is like, at the end of the day the world will continue to spin, right? Like the mm-hmm. sun will come up tomorrow. So like, even when you're in the middle of it and the whole thing is tanking and it's like, the sun's still going to come up tomorrow, you know? Right. And you're going to be just fine. Just yeah. start 
start solving, start thinking through the problem and, and breaking it down. Um, yeah. Because like you've already won the client over. Yeah, they've hired you. They've hired you. Right? You're they, there. They, you've earned their trust already. So, you know, get away from that mindset of like, oh my God, everybody's looking at me. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking at you, but they're looking at you because they know that you can get them out of it at that point because right. they've hired you to do that. Well, and it's like at the end of the day, like, you know, you got hired, you're there because of your ability to to do your work and to to make pictures. It's like, you're, no one's going to die. I think that's, mm-hmm. the, I always like, I say like, no one's going to die if I, if I right. like, if I guff this up. Yeah. Like, it's just one shot that didn't work. And, you know, I have a thousand <laughs> others that, that, that do. And so, I don't know, I, I try to, I try to lower the the stakes a little bit, you know, um, like I take my work very seriously, sometimes too seriously. And I think that there are moments where we can all be better served by like pumping the brakes and just saying like, at the end of the day, I take pictures and yeah. like, that's an incredible thing on its own. Like that, that should make you smile, you know? And from there, just go back to basics. Like, what can I do to solve this problem? Or what can I do to get this shot? Or what can I do to slow down the pace of this day that makes it feel like in a, in a way that I can handle it? Right. Um, because when you do, that'll make you more pleasant. That'll make your art better. That'll make the people around you. They'll vibe off that. Um, and, and the experience can go, like, that's how you get to the end of a day where a client goes, man, this morning was tough, but what a great day. <laughs> right? Like, that's how those happen, right? And, like, I, th- yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, I've had plenty of those in my career where it's like, wow, morning was rough, wasn't it? And, like, yeah, it was, but how do you feel now? Oh, I feel great now. We're in a great way now. You know, and I think that's, yeah. you have to be able to kind of break check and just see where you're at and, like, okay, let me just not do this anymore mm-hmm. yeah no you're, you're absolutely right there are more days than not where i get to the end and i feel like oh that was a shit show and then somebody walks over and goes like man that went really well yeah we, we all think we all think the images look really great and you're like oh, oh okay cool <laughs> you know you are your own worst critic yeah and 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 you're going to uh you know if you care about the stuff that you're making you're going to want to tear it apart and try to make it better every step of the way and that's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, like, you should you should still do that to a certain extent. Like, you should always want to improve and always want to get better and always want to make the best work that you can. You're want, and that keeps you honest. That puts all your effort into it. But at the same time, don't let it, you know, in the moment, don't let it tear you down, right? Like, yeah. I think that's the part where it can become real. Like, something really positive can become just kind of destructive and very negative. Um, yeah. And you know i don't know it's like it's the it's the two minute it's the two minute drill right hell yeah look at us being positive yeah look at that man you're a good person ashton so are you david (laughs) thanks man (laughs) oh um that was a good topic yeah i I mean gosh i can't tell you how many times it's like the world is gonna it's on fire and the world's gonna explode and and then you just kind of like all right well that was fun yeah and it's usually a day later when you look at the shots and you're like, oh, yeah, Daddy, these aren't too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I struggle sometimes with like, because like, I, I think a lot of us, you know, we shoot for we shoot for the edit, right? You know, it's like you mm-hmm. conceptually, you like you, you nail in the hard part, like the parts that from a technical standpoint need to be in line, knowing that you're going to tweak and adjust and, you know, whatever in post. And I think there are some days where like, I, I look at the output directly from like the, like I write from ingest, right? Like you just capture, it's like, yeah, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and then it isn't until like you get like I usually feel much better, like inside, like you know, mentally when I can like sit down at the computer and be like, "All right, let me just take one of these and like let me do a quick export to Photoshop and let me just like clean up the way that I thought I was gonna do, like based on the concept, mm-hmm. based on how I was gonna you know do this up. Let me just do one really quick and see where it goes." And you spend like I don't know you five minutes on it, you're like, "Okay, this is gonna be fine. It's gonna be great." Yeah. Um, Copy and paste. Apply to all. Yeah. <laughs> Copy variant. <laughs> Apply variant. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, this is part of the reason that you and I started started chatting on a regular basis. Part of the reason why we, why we started doing this podcast is that uh, there's a lot of people who feel, th- you know, this kind of thing. And it's not often said that, like, it's okay to have your moment and lose your shit and you know, it's going to be okay. And you're going to come back to it. And chances are, like you just said, with four minutes worth of Photoshop, it's probably all better. Yeah. That's the takeaway. <laughs> just fix it in post. Yeah. So, so don't, don't go uh, jumping off the cliff just yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't, don't melt down in the middle of it. Cause then who's gonna, who's gonna drive the boat from there. Right. Man, that's a good topic. Um, so yeah, you're not alone out there. And with that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today at office hours. Uh, we appreciate you listening and hanging out with us. If you like this episode, uh, give it a, cut, a like and a comment uh, and uh, share it with a friend. Just a thought. And until, I like sharing. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? Like, we share a lot of other things. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, the Office Hours podcast is produced by my friend David Bettino at the Tannery Studio in Sandhope, New Jersey, with assistance of occasionally myself and our marketing director is Katie Lantuck. Uh, We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll uh, see you on the next one. See ya. Peace.